so it would have been I don't know a week ago or it would have been a while ago basically now mm-hmm. I, I say a week as if that's like a year but it feels yeah, like right. a year right oh so definitely long. Episode four, I believe now, of the Lowest Ask podcast. We have a super, super special guest today, OnChain Studios own Steph Sudo's on today to talk a little bit about NFTs, talk a little bit about NBA Top Shot, talk about a little bit about NFL and Dapper Labs, whatever they're going to call it. Um, <laughs> so excited to, to meet you and get this started today. What's up? Thank you, Caleb, John. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, excited to be your fourth episode. How exciting. We're, we're so we're just so honored to have you on the show. Uh, I mean, just every episode, I feel like we've had an amazing guest, and you're just another one. So, uh, yeah. So, thought we would we would get it started with um, Caleb. I think you have the first question, right? Yeah, absolutely. I um I kind of just wanted to get an idea of you know John and I have followed you for a while, obviously, and we kind of just want to get an idea of what your backstory is, getting started in NFTs, getting started in Top Shot. We heard about the Crypto Kitty start, but uh, tell it uh, straight from straight from your hip there. Yeah. So um, yeah, technically, I, my first NFT was um, Crypto Kitties, um, but honestly, I didn't really get into NFTs when I got into Crypto Kitties. It was just that I had been getting into crypto um, during that time. Um, this was right after I dropped out of college, and I was like, you know, instead of spending all this money on, on college courses, because I had to pay for everything myself, I didn't get any scholarships or anything, and I didn't have any money. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm really breaking the bank for this. You know, maybe I'll just drop out and, and I'll just start taking all these online courses instead. And I was a huge fan of Ty Lopez. Um, and he came out with a crypto course, which um, he ended up having to take it down, I think, for legal reasons. But I learned a lot about crypto during that time. And that's when... I think it was either 2017 or 2018 that I got into CryptoKitties, bought a few. I'm just like, this is so weird. Like just buying, if you don't know what CryptoKitties are, they're, they're NFTs, they're digital cats that you can actually breed and you can make more. Um, and sometimes you can breed and make like special ones, which are more valuable than others. And so, yeah, the concept was interesting, but I really didn't get into NFTs at the time. Um, fast forward to last October. So almost a year ago now, I discovered MBA Top Shot totally by accident. Um, I guess I discovered them at the perfect time, right as they were opening up the beta to the public uh, because they had a closed beta. There's only a couple hundred people in there. And uh, they started that up in June, I believe. And so I didn't join till October, but when I joined, there was probably only a thousand people. So it was really, really small. Um, the Discord was tiny, nobody would ever talk. It, w- it was a very interesting, small little community. And I remember I was super into Gary V at the time. And he was preaching sports cards, you know, physical sports cards, guys, you know, these are making a huge comeback. And I'm like, if Gary V's preaching sports cards, then these are like the digital version of sports cards, you know, but these are moments, these are video clips and, and these are NFTs. This is on the blockchain and this is awesome. And so, yeah, I got into it in October. I thought, oh, this is going to take years to actually get off the ground. Like I'm just going to buy some stuff and just, you know, wait it out. Um, lo and behold, you know, they kind of had a crazy, um, viral moment in January, got a lot of users. And then again, in February, insane run up of users. And, um, and here we are, you know, there's, I think they said 1 million users, um, which is crazy, just crazy. That is a really crazy story. I mean, like that, because like, I feel like a lot of, uh, we see a lot of people on Twitter and I'm sure both of you have seen this where like, you know, um, Oh, you, you hear people say, oh, I, I quit my day job today or, you know, whatever to go full time on NFTs. And I don't think that was literally possible uh, unless, you know, people like you were like, I'm going to drop out of college. I'm going to start learning about the blockchain and I'm going to start, you know, uh, figuring out like what's going on with like all this like digital cryptocurrency and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's that's sort of a sort of a precursor to sort of this betting on yourself sort of mentality that. I feel like a lot more folks are doing now. Yeah, totally. I agree with you. And I think taking the risk can be really scary. Um, mm-hmm. You know, first dropping out of college, it's like everyone was like, oh my God, like they looked at me as a failure. And it was like, you know, besides 
my mom, she always believed in me no matter what. She's like, I believe in you, you know, whatever you want to do, you can do it. Just set your mind to it. Um, and, but you know, everyone else, you know, they're just like, you know, kind of like, why did you do that? You know? And it just seemed like such a bad idea at the time, but, um, but I, I really had a vision and I was like, no, you know, I, I really want to create a different life path for myself and I want to be different. Um, and I want to be known. This is so funny, but I, I was kind of a rebel back then. I was like, I want to be known as a college dropout. And I want people to know that you can make it even if you didn't graduate from college. Um, so I purposely dropped out one year before graduation just because I, I don't know. I wanted to be known as a dropout. So yeah. <laughs> you almost you almost were gonna get there and you're like, you know yeah. what? Like, no, nah. I'm good. <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, well, so just like on that topic a little bit, you, you sort of gave us the, the full timeline, but but in particular, what I was wondering, um, there's this mental, there's this, there's also like this this phrase that goes around um, the, the space, uh, are we all going to make it? You know, that that yeah. phrase, or W-A-G-M-I. Yeah. So do you have a moment that, that like in that timeline where you were like, I made the right decision, the we all going to make it moment, basically? Um. Yeah, I think uh, when I first got into Top Shot in, I think when I first got into Top Shot in October, I truly felt like this is going to be big. I, I didn't know the timeline and I didn't think that, oh, just a couple months, you know, it's going to be crazy. But I did really have that gut feeling like, dude, this is going to be big. I feel like I'm discovering like something that is going to really blow up. It's just, I thought that it was, you know, one to two years out from blowing up. I didn't realize it was you know, like what, three, four months from blowing up. Mm -hmm. And so, but yeah, I, I actually, um, and I don't, nobody actually knows this, but I, Jen and I, my twin sister, Jen and I, cause we both got into Top Shot. Um, I discovered it and I told her, you know, one day after um, we recorded each other ourselves opening um, like the NBA finals series one packs. And like, we, we, we recorded like us opening these packs because we knew that this would be kind of like historical and like we showed ourselves pulling a LeBron uh, finals moment and, and it's like those are going for thousands of dollars, you know, and um, yeah, because we knew I think we just knew we had that gut feeling. Wow, that's so awesome. Like I, I'm always baffled when I talk to people that started off so early, basically, because literally every single person I've talked to, they're like, I knew it was going to be huge. I just didn't know when it was going to be huge. And right, yeah. I, I mean, like the timeline, like you said, like a couple of years, like that just seems like what everybody was saying. And then it just turned out to be this just astronomical success, obviously, to this point, basically. It's, it's so awesome. That was the, that was the original alpha, you know? Mm -hmm. no, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then people at the time were like, what? Like, nah, that's not, that's not going to make it, you know, because, and in the beginning it was, and this is also people's criticism of it, but it's just true. In the beginning, it wasn't NBA fans. Honestly, most people did not even know any of the players. Like it was crypto people. It was crypto people in the beginning, you know, cause it's like, cause we knew about crypto, we knew about NFTs and, and um, you know, people, people got kind of mad at that. Cause they're like, why were all the OGs just, you know, they were just crypto people. They don't even care about basketball. And it's like, well, yeah, because we just, you know, somebody had to discover it. Some group had to discover mm -hmm. it and it wasn't going to be NBA fans because they weren't marketing at all. You know, you only found out about Top Shot if you were into CryptoKitties because Dapper Labs, you know, they created that product. So, um, so yeah, it was very interesting. Um, and then when it blew up, you know, yeah, then we started getting all the basketball fans, which was nice to see. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's gone a little bit full circle now because <clears throat> especially with like, flow and like the projects that Dapper Labs is doing with like um like the eternal uh like um was it the Twitch streamer like I don't know yeah. if you guys have seen that but there's like yeah there's like yeah, moments eternal, for that my now. friend Lil Newbie works yeah uh, she's the chief of staff over at Eternal they they just announced um their investors Gary V is one of them yeah that I that heard about that Twitch that moments. is insane yeah oh my streamer gosh. moments yeah, so like I, I know nothing about like streamers, like zero percent, but like now yeah. I'm like, okay, I need someone who knows a lot about this to tell me which ones are good ones and which ones are bad ones to buy. Same I feel like is gonna happen with the NFL. I don't I don't watch a lot of uh football or anything like that, but Same. you know, someone's gonna help me with that. I'm I hope. I'll get um, you, yeah. John. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks, Caleb's got your back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Um that, that is so that is so dope. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's always nice to have people, you know, you can't learn about everything. And that was people's, um, 
I guess everyone always, as you gain more attention, people are going to have things that they don't like about you. And that just comes with the territory. You know, I, I've grown a lot on Twitter, but this isn't my first rodeo. I've been on social media, like actually active, like every single day, you know, since, since I dropped out of college. And, and uh, when I first dropped out, it was Instagram. And me and my twin sister built a glitter company basically off the back of Instagram. And we'd go live every single day. And, and so I learned so much. Um, you know, I've been canceled multiple times on social media. I mean, there's just so much to learn when you're, you know, in the spotlight. And, um, but like I was saying, you know, people's criticism of me sometimes is, you know, you don't even watch the NBA. Like, why are you, you know, collecting all these more? Why do you have such a big portfolio? And it's like, you know, I can't spend my time focusing on all these different things. Like, okay, if I want to get into the NBA, look, that's a lot of time, you know, and, and I spent a lot of time researching NFTs and that's what I'm passionate about. And, um, and so, you know, it's okay. Like for, for the NFL that just came out, like, I'm going to be honest, I'm probably not going to get into NFL. I'm not going to start watching football because of that. Um, And, you know, and that's okay. I think a lot of people are in the same boat with different things. WNBA just launched, you know, some people don't watch that. And, um, and yeah, so yeah, but it's nice to have friends that do because then you can just, you know, get the information from them. They're already going to watch it. So you might as well just get it from them. Exactly. I think, I think you touched on that a little bit that, that uh, less NBA, more NFTs in general, your passion. Right. So, yeah. so that, that's sort of like um, what I want to touch on next here is, is what, how, how what is like your process? Because I'm like, I'm sure you get like showed thousands of, of, of NFT projects, you know, over the course of, yeah. you know, however long. So like, what, what is your process for being like, this is a project that's got good legs that I can, you know, put my time into and sort of research and like, you know, what, do I, what am I ready to invest in, basically? That's a great question, um, because it could be really intimidating for a lot of people getting into the space. And you're like, oh, my God, all these projects are launching. How do I know which one's good? You know, and um, you could definitely make a lot of money, you know, gambling, minting different projects. But I'm not really one to do that. I would rather spend more on an already established product than be gambling away at a bunch of different projects. That's just my thing. Cause I'm not really a good flipper. I'm really not. So mm-hmm. um, for me, what I look for, I look at the team behind it and I look at their previous history. Well, what have they done in the past? And it's really hard to do that when you have fully anonymous teams and, and it's, it's one thing to be anonymous. It's okay to be anonymous, but if you've built your brand, like for example, if you guys know um, fuck render is mm-hmm. he is anonymous, but he's built his brand up. So we kind of like know him, mm-hmm. you know? But there's a difference between that and then anonymous teams do who we literally don't know what they're, you know, they haven't built a brand for themselves. We don't know their personal accounts. And so I shy away from fully anonymous teams where we don't have anyone to hold accountable. You know, all of a sudden we're starting to see rug pulls, you know, people, people just deciding, I'm just going to walk away from this project that I started because I already got all the money from people minting it. So it's pointless for me to try to keep it up bye guys. And it's, it's like, Oh, great. Who are we supposed to hold accountable? So for me, you know, I look at projects like projects that I really like artifact MetaKey, you know, these projects, you know, NBA top shot, the team behind them. Like I can see what have they done in the past? What kind of connections do they have? Like if, if something bad happens, who can we hold accountable? You know, is somebody, is someone's reputation on the line? Like that's pretty important to me. And that's what I look for. Yeah, absolutely. I I was trying to explain this to a friend the other day and the, the anonymous note that you made actually. Um, and I kind of explained it. I was like, it's almost as if you're buying something when a team is completely anonymous and they have no background and you don't really know what they've been up to basically. It's like buying something online, but like on a secondary website through like eBay, you don't really know if you're going to get something that you actually asked for, but you might which is entirely possible. But if you were to buy it from say a friend, which would be somebody that may be anonymous or maybe it's not anonymous, but they have this history and this track record of successes and of providing for a community basically, then you, the, you have the peace of mind to be able to go into the project and not just completely walk away from it with no rug left because it got pulled out from it, you know? Um, right. So that's just my opinion on that. Like that, that's how I was explaining it to people. And it seems to be a good way to explain it to uh to people that are just getting into the space so yeah but it's actually even worse because it's not like ebay because everyone knows ebay and so it's like Mm -hmm. you know you can always file like hey ebay like this person ripped me off it's more like 
random websites that you have <laughs> no idea. They have no reputation established. Mm -hmm. And it's even worse when the um, project literally just created their Twitter, Discord, and website all in like one day. And it's obvious like that to me is a huge red flag. And yeah, I think there's definitely potential for a lot of those cash grabs to sell out regardless, just because of the cycle that we're in right now. But there's going to come a point where people are going to be like, okay, you know what? My standards have, have, I've raised my standards and I'm no longer going to be minting these cash grabs because I could spend the same amount on these other projects that are doing so much better. And um, I think we have yet to see all of the venture backed, we're starting to see, but, but there's going to be a lot of venture backed legitimate companies with huge teams building projects, you know, not just one dev, one artist type of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, the company that I'm a part of, uh, Cryptoys, well, on-chain studios, the parent company, but Cryptoys, um, you know, we already have 20 team members and counting and uh, yeah, we've raised funds. I mean, we can't say a lot of the stuff yet publicly, but but yeah, seeing what happens behind the scenes with us, I'm like, I don't know how these projects do it like so quickly because honestly, if you're building a quality project, like things take time and it's not just about the avatars. It's not just about like the characters. It's about the experiences, everything else. Okay, what happens next? Like, you know, thinking long-term and you have to think when you're minting a project, is this project thinking, you know, five, 10, 20 years out or are they just thinking like one month from now? Because- yeah, that's very dangerous. And it's so easy for them to just pull the rug and leave you hanging. And all you have is your NFT that becomes worthless if they pull the rug. Definitely, definitely. And and that's that's a, a like sort of one of you were saying that I was building this analogy in my head that like the 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 item itself, the NFT itself is like the um have you guys seen that picture where it's like just like the tip of an iceberg and then like submerged yeah. in water is like however much is under it, like that is like development and community and like uh the public team a non-team you know that that sort of thing where it's like you don't you you get that little sense that oh this is like an aesthetically pleasing you know nft but like what else does it offer to you and stuff like that um yeah, yeah. that's a great analogy i love that <laughs> yep <laughs> thank you <laughs> awesome okay, let me think you got next yeah yeah so i think we're gonna pivot over to some dapper lab specific stuff um there's we had we're filming this on the day of the announcement for the, the NFL and Dapper Labs collaboration. So um, there's a whole bunch of news today. It was a quiet news day, so to speak. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. So we actually kind of wanted to touch first on um, some old news, which is always a good start. We want to talk about <laughs> the WNBA launch and the WNBA run it back launch. Um, personally, I've been a huge WNBA fan. Um, and John and I have talked about this previously, basically. Um, and so I was very excited for the launch and I love all the debuts, but we kind of just wanted to hear your perspective on the launch itself and on the run of accent. Yeah, that's awesome that you're a fan. I, yeah, I'm definitely more of a WNBA fan than NBA fan. So I was really excited too. Um, and also WNBA is super underrated. You know, they're, they're only 25 years old and yeah, they're pretty new as a league and there's not very many teams. There's only like what, 13 teams. Um, they don't get, they don't get insane coverage as, you know, NBA does. Obviously they have a lot less fans, but I think the, I think Top Shot, you know, collaborating with, with the WNBA is good for both parties. I think it's really, really good for the WNBA to gain more exposure and, and more connection to the fans. And I think it's good for Top Shot um, because obviously, you know, you can't just have one sport, which now you see they're starting to branch out. Uh, or not one sport, obviously they're both basketball, but, but you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I was excited to see that. And I, I, I'm actually trying to collect all the moments, all of the WNBA moments. Um, and I'm working on it. I think I have 10 of the, the, the run it back WNBA so far, but there's 25. So it's quite a task. Yeah, that is, it's not an easy set to complete. <laughs> I'm so excited for the uh, challenges, not challenges. They've kind of somewhat announced basically for them. Um, yeah. I've held a lot of the, the debut, like the first best of 2021 set basically, but I, I think I only have one WNBA run it back right now. I don't know. John, do you still have that Tamika catchings there? I do. Yes. Yeah. And I don't nice. think I'm ever going to be selling just like, I think <laughs> did that's you get it like, from a pack? I did get it from a pack. Yes. Oh, I you got lucky, lucky with enough. the pack. That's I know nice. one of us hit it. One of us did not, unfortunately. I um, didn't hit it either. Still got it. <laughs> sad, <laughs> well, sad. <laughs> okay i mean obviously 
I was like super hoping for Lisa Leslie, but you can't go wrong with Samir catching. I mean, you just can't. Yeah. Um, really, any of those those running back moments, I was just blessed to get a pack in the first place. Um, but yeah, no, I I think that I mean, in the long run, like this is going to be an insane just like set to have completed. So um, yeah. I think like just having ten already is 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 very super impressive. Because I was like looking on, I was like, oh, maybe I'll try and do it. And then I was like calculating in my head. I was like, this is it's like seven thousand dollars to complete the whole set. But the thing is, it's not like I'm putting like I had to sell NBA moments to do it. You know what I mean? Oh, and sure, I yeah. sold good good cereals, you know, for like hundreds. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, obviously I had a sacrifice. I I uh, yeah, I don't just put like money into it. Um, just because I already have such a big portfolio, it's like it's just I can't it's not financially responsible. And I know people, this is kind of controversial for people as well. It's like, why aren't you putting new money into it? But honestly, people with big accounts, it's not financially responsible for you to continue to put more, you Mm -hmm. know, if that's such a big uh, chunk of your work, your like net worth, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. literally Mm -hmm. you shouldn't keep putting more into the same thing. So yeah, I try to diversify and I even um, traded $8,000 worth of top shot moments um, for a, board ape uh kennel no what is it called yeah board ape kennel club for the dog for one of the dogs because i was like i need to diversify and um and that was like my one of my biggest trades ever uh that was months ago but yeah so i had to sell some stuff but you know you have to sacrifice to just have what you want oh for sure yeah absolutely and i I think that's a set that just like long term has so much and such tremendous potential basically just in terms of like it's the number it's a number of debuts for a bunch of different people and we've seen the debuts in the run back for example just get to astronomical heights like we've talked about the kevin durant before and it's sitting at like thirty thousand dollars for example and you get that caliber of player for the WNBA in like a lisa leslie or a tamika catchings or a simone augustus or whoever you want to you want to come for basically like any of those people are all at the in the top 25 WNBA all the time. Like those debuts right. are simply going to be worth something someday, especially as the league grows and expands and becomes more popular, like it has over the last 12 months, 24 months, 36 months. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I actually think the WNBA moments are really underrated right now because, and I knew this would happen, obviously, because it's like people are like, oh yeah, it's just WNBA. Um, but I'm also surprised that, you know what? A lot of people, if you look at like the percentage of like listings and all that, people are really holding on to these moments, which, um, which I think is great. Comparing it to the NBA run it back is a little bit difficult because obviously the supply is different. Um, and, you know, technically we're in a weird phase between S2 and S3. Like we're not like WNBA started in the middle of, you know, two different series. So it is kind of weird. It's almost like a 2.5. Um, so yeah, I'm curious, you know, what are they going to do with WNBA when S3 comes out? Um, and what are they going to call it? Is it going to be, you know, it's just going to be S3 and there's never S1 for WNBA or what's the situation? I'm, I'm curious to see how they play that out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. Obviously. I think that you're going to have like a, because we're in the, the off season for the NBA right now and the off season for the WNBA is it's much, much longer, obviously. Um, it's going to be interesting, like you said, to see what they end up doing with all of that. I know we have a legendary pack coming still. We know that we have um, another common set for the second half of the season as well. Like there's so much still to come with that. Um, right. Yeah, should be fun though. But we are going to yeah. pivot while we're, while we're still on the topic of run it back to the NBA run it back. We know so very little about it. We simply know one player that's in the set and we simply know one season um Dwayne Wade in 2006 respectively but um we're super excited we presume you are obviously do you have any any thoughts on the NBA run it back yeah so yeah Top Shot just announced they're doing the run it back for what 0506 right and um they only leaked one player Dwayne Wade that's it and so yeah everyone's kind of like well who else is going to be in it and um and Top Shot also did this weird thing where they're like this is going to be different than what you expect like when it first drops that you're not going to be able to like know all the players. Like, I don't know. They did some, Mm -hmm. some really weird stuff. I'm like, what is happening? And uh, yeah, I think they're trying to have fun with it. I'm not sure who we're going to get. Maybe we'll get Shaq, you know, during uh, Miami heat times, that would be nice, but I don't know what to expect. I never know what to expect when it comes to top shot. I just, 
I just, you know, roll with the punches, <laughs> but they said, um, but yeah, they're not coming. When are they coming out with that pack? Did they even say? No, the dates no, okay. to be yeah. determined. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think they're going to try to really like hype it up. I think leading up to it, do some special stuff. I'm not sure what they're going to do, but yeah, that'll be interesting for sure. And, and I, I, I'm just hoping to get a pack. I don't know if I'll be able to looking at the running back moments, you know, the, the players that I would want, uh, I'm probably not gonna be able to afford them. So I, I don't even, I'm just hoping for a pack. That's pretty much it. As yeah, someone who definitely. didn't get the WNBA one as well, I also hope, hope, <laughs> I hope we both get a pack, Steph. I really do. Well, you know what? Really oh, no. oh, you too, John. But like, no, you got I hope you don't get a pack because you already got the other one. Now. You already got the other one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, I missed the priority queue. That was my problem is because I could have gotten a pack because there was a really good chance if you were in the priority queue and I had enough collector score points, but I was just getting out of a meeting for work and I totally forgot about it. I'm like, dang it. I literally joined the line right as like it ended and I got in the back and I'm just like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to get a pack. So that was really unfortunate, uh, but hundred percent my fault. And then they <laughs> hit you with that. And then they hit you with that. Like you might get a pack at the very end of the, oh, yeah. <laughs> the line. I saw Caleb also posted yeah. about that. Oh man. But someone yeah, who was 99th in line, it said like 98 users ahead of you. <laughs> and then I got that pack screen. I was like, look at that. It was magic for a second there, and then it wasn't. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying there, John? Sorry. Uh, no, I was. I was just gonna say, yeah. I think, I think that they have a great opportunity here to like, obviously, like give us like players that we haven't seen yet and get their debuts in there. But like, it, for for some like, uh, you know, hometown heroes or like some like deep cut players who like, you know, if you were around um, watching the NBA that year, you know. Uh, they have a good opportunity to like get that demographic of people who you know you I don't know I don't know if we, we get a Kobe or or you know a moment like that but you know I think they they can't go wrong just like digging deeper into like the moments from that year like more the the exciting to watch moments rather than the, like the player names and stuff like that they have a great opportunity to diversify what players they use for this year mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we're actually pivoting once again. We're going to talk some NFL and Dapper oh Labs collaboration. I, as a multi-sport fan, as a fan that came into Top Shot as a basketball fan and that still loves the NFL and a whole bunch of other sports, I'm super, super excited. We've heard about the UFC, Dapper Labs stuff for a while. We knew about NBA Top Shot, WNBA Top Shot. This came kind of out of left field. We heard that it might be coming eventually one day. And then just drop today. Shout out Rohan for that. Um, I'm going to, we're going to all say kind of our, our perspectives on it. I'm going to start with you, though, Steph. Like, uh, what do you think about it? Oh, great. It? Yeah. No, I think it's <laughs> honestly, it, it didn't come out of left field for me purely because if you looked at the Dapper Labs website and scroll down and it shows all their partnerships, NFL was on there. So it's like we knew that it was coming. It was just a matter of time. I, I didn't actually think it would happen this fast, but. But yeah, um, yeah, they, they, yeah, they announced that and it was like, everyone's like, oh my God, you know, like start freaking out. And, and of course that's just exciting because to me, that means that more people, I think of new people coming into the space, um, you know, NBA Top Shot introduced so many people to um, blockchain technology without even knowing it. You know, people don't even realize they're buying NFTs when they're buying Top Shot moments. You know, because because where show me where on the Top Shot website that they say it's an NFT. They don't. And um, they purposely do that because, you know, they want mainstream adoption. They want the masses and they don't want to scare them with like, you know, blockchain and NFT. And it, and it could be very overwhelming for your average person. Um, and yeah, so I'm very excited. I think the NFL, I think it's going to bring a lot of new people. And I think that's very exciting. Um, and I hopefully you know, us NBA Top Shot people, some of us get into, you know, the closed beta because that's going to be another chance to be early. Uh, they just open up the Discord for NFL, the NFL. Um, we don't even know what they're calling it yet, but uh, NFL and Dapper Collab is what they're saying for now. They just opened that up today, fresh. So it's like, you know, everyone that's in there is like, oh my God, we're early. And that's really exciting to see. And um, yeah, it's just exciting to see Dapper grow um, because, you know, they honestly, CryptoKitties and Topshot has brought the most people into NFTs, like the most like normies, you know, 
people that never had an NFT before uh, because it's so easy on Flow blockchain. It's so easy. You can use your credit card to be buying NFTs. It's really hard, you know, having to, if you're buying off Ethereum, having to literally, first you have to set up a Coinbase account so you can buy Ethereum, then you transfer it, make sure you save your seed phrase, you have to set up a MetaMask. It's so complicated. And I just love what Dapper does, um, makes it easy for your average person to use. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I saw that you uh, uh, recently had an interview with Alan Falcon as well uh, about like sort of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, that, and just watching that, it was really cool because he was sort of saying that um, they hope that Top Shot will be sort of the flagship of, uh, of like the flow of blockchain and stuff like that, which is really exciting because, you know, like it, it, it would be that that has like sort of the same feel as like if you were getting the flagship of like Ethereum's blockchain or something like that, because sort of they, they are really building out like what you're saying, like the mainstream sections of, of like pop culture, basically. Like everybody knows NBA, everybody knows NFL, everybody knows, you know, Twitch streaming, all that kind of stuff. So um, they're sort of putting their, you know, putting their fingers on a bunch of different mainstream pies, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, they have huge. Yeah, I mean, Rohan, the CEO, you know, he has such huge visions. And uh, if you saw his TED talk years ago, talking about, you know, blockchain technology, it's just, it's clear that, you know, he has, he's thinking extremely long-term and he's a very smart guy. And um, I, I don't think, you know, obviously people, they always look to him when they're giving criticism, but it's like, he's really done a lot um, for, you know, the community and the culture. And, and yeah, I, I definitely look up to what he's doing because it's not an easy task to be bringing in. And, you know, a lot of people, their goal, and yeah, in Alan's interview, he said, you know, he's one of the co-creators of Top Shot. He said their goal is to bring, you know, one, what is it? One billion users to the blockchain. Like how crazy is that? And, and they literally built Flow blockchain because of the problems that CryptoKitties was having on Ethereum. And so they literally solved their own problem by building a whole nother blockchain. I mean, that's just next level, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I'm like, as a fan of the sport, obviously, I'm super excited, but I'm just, I'm so excited with what Flow has come to, basically. Like you said, like they built it specifically for that, for that purpose. And the idea that you could simply go and you, you say, okay, there's this giant barrier in the way and instead of just saying okay we're going to go around or we're going to go over it they literally just built a ramp right over said barrier basically and they just created their own thing specifically to fix the issues that they were running into and so that just tells me that's just one of a hundred pieces of evidence that I've come to at this point where I remember two months ago three months ago I don't remember what month it was now where I see all these random accounts popping up on Twitter talking about it's time to get rid of Roham and like we gotta we gotta move off I'm like are you kidding me come on give it more than 30 seconds and now we're here and all of us I don't think anybody disagrees it's a unilateral thing that not only has the vision been there the whole time but it's been consistent and we have had results in so many different formats basically now and it just makes me so 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 excited for nfl because like you said you're gonna have so many new people coming in normies included basically specifically Um, as, as a recently non-normie, basically, I would say like that it's such a product that you could just hop right into. And I'm so, so very excited for it. Um, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Normies unite. Let's go. Hey, we're all normies (laughs) once, you know, we're all normies once. Exactly. Um, I think now John has a game actually, if you want to explain that, John. Yes. So, um, so, uh, I sort of came up with this game, Caleb refined it. So this is, this is sort of worth of our game. Um, just saying that in case it fails. No I'm kidding. Um, it's called hold, flip, or burn. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna do three rounds of this. So um, we're gonna give you three options. It's sort it's 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 sort of like you have to hold one of these. Um, you flip it for profit, or you just completely burn it. Like you don't you don't get any profit from it. You just let it go. Um, and okay. so we're gonna do three rounds. So the first round is gonna be NBA Top Shot. Second round is going to be uh, a general NFTs. And then the third one is going to be WNBA. Nice. You ready? All right. Yeah, I'm down. Let's play. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. First round. Caleb, you want to do first round? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I have three to pick from. We have the Series 2 Lamello Ball Metallic Gold. Um, we have the S2 Kevin Durant Metallic Gold. Or the S1 Giannis Antetokounmpo debut out of a thousand. 
Ooh, that's a difficult. Uh, honestly, uh, I will have to say, I'll have to say, keep the KD Meagle, flip the Lamelo Meagle, and burn the uh, Giannis. Just because there's way too many Giannis's on the platform, that's a problem. There's like ten thousand. You run oh, different moments. Yeah. Yeah. True. As someone who does hold a uh, an MVP moves Giannis. Back nice. then, I was like, this is the best investment. And then I was like, wait, there's like 20 of these. What am I doing? An entire um, set dedicated to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. Love it. Love it. Uh, well, actually, Caleb, what would you do? I actually, I 100% would agree with you. I think the Kevin Durant oh. one is the coolest. Uh, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. probably, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a cooler moment. Like, maybe the Vince Carter debut. I don't, like, but but it's also, you'd have to get the metallic. It, I'm a hundred percent with you on on the on that hold uh, flip burn there. Hundred percent. What about you, John? I yeah. I mean, so the 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 Kevin Durant moment. That's that's the behind the back Blake Griffin pass, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah for Blake sure. Griffin, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People think of Blake Griffin. They'll think of that pass. You're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with holding on to that one. That comes down to the Lamelo MJLE and Giannis. That's kind of a toss-up for me because I think S1s, you can't go wrong with just holding on to those or flipping them, I guess, in this case. Um, so I might I might switch it up. I might say uh, I'll flip the Giannis and then and burn an S2 mellow ball. I, I guess so. I guess that's where I'm ending up here. Um, yeah, I burned okay. something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Someone's going to get the short end of the stick. Um, all right. Fantastic. Round two. Round two. Um, I'll start with Caleb this time and then we'll go to stuff. Uh, round two, Caleb, you got a bored ape kennel club, you got a cool cat, and you got a gutter cat. There's been a lot of movement with a lot of these, so yeah, uh, there has been a lot of movement. Um, <laughs> I think you got an easy one here, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> fair. At um, least one. Yeah, I think I'll probably go uh, hold cool cat. Um, I would probably go. And maybe this, maybe Steph won't like this, but I'll probably go flip gutter cat and mm. and burn the the board eight kennel club there. I don't know the yeah. prices to to be fully transparent. I don't know the prices of those last two where they're at right now. So I think it's about five Ethereum for gutter cat right now, and um, it's Good about question. three Ethereum for uh, the dogs. Okay, so yeah, then I I'll stick with my original answer: hold cool cat, flip gutter cat, and uh, burn kennel club what about you Steph that's a really hard one um honestly I that's such a hard one it I honestly am gonna have to match yours because yeah the only thing I was debating was was holding gutter cat versus holding cool cat um Mm -hmm. because cool cat's going for what 10 ETH right now so it's like that's a solid flip um and, and, you know, gutter cat gang has a very low supply, you know, it's not a 10 K project. And then, um, you know, but the dogs, it's like, that's not, that's not their main NFT where, whereas gutter cat, you know, that's their main NFT. That's like comparing, you know, the rat, you would have to compare that gutter mm-hmm. rat, you know? So yeah, it's a little bit different. The dogs were airdropped for free, you know, originally. So yeah, unfortunately I do have a dog, but I would burn it. <laughs> <laughs> no hard feelings. Oh man. Oh geez. This is tough. Cause um I don't I mean I don't own any of these primarily. I do have a rat though. Um so I think I because I did in a in a moment of weakness did sell my cool cat. So I think just just what did you sell it for? I'm curious. Oh geez. Don't do this to him. Don't do this. I flipped it twice. So I, I, I had one and then I flipped it for, I think it was like 0.97 or no. Yeah. So I flipped it once for 0.97, bought back in around one. And then I held it until around almost four and then I sold it again. And then after that, so. literally, okay. So literally a couple of days after that, that's when they announced the milk token and also the companion. So like, that's when it shot up from like four to like seven. Oh, so you and sold it recently then. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, uh, if anybody was like watching carefully, they would see the day that like I changed my profile picture to, <laughs> to my gutter. Uh, my gutter. No, no, I can't um, have this anymore. Yeah, exactly. I can't, I can't be acting anymore. Like I have it. Um, but yeah, to turn back time, I think holding on to the, the cool cat. Um, oh, shoot. And I guess I'm flipping the gutter cat. And I am. It's also worth more. You got to flip it. Exactly. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. shoot but yeah that's 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 a tough one because Rip you know the I feel like they all, exactly they're all blue chips but which is more blue right now i guess i think for what it's worth when we originally set up the list for these these choices as well they were within 1.8 eth from that's crazy from the yeah from the the kennels all the way up to the the cool cats so it would have been i don't know a week ago or it would have been a while ago basically now I, I say a week as if that's like a year, but it feels yeah, like right. a year, right? Oh, so definitely. Um, we only have one round left, and it's the WNBA, and we're all talking all run it back here. So mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. one also did not age as well as the <laughs> other one, as the other one. Um, so the three that you can pick from are Cheryl Swoops, uh, the Griner debut, or the Lisa Leslie. <laughs> It becomes immediately clear, yeah, right? Obviously, <laughs> yeah. everyone's keeping the Lisa Leslie is the most valuable. It's going for yeah. 1300 right now on the market. Mm-hmm. I think the, I want to say the grinder is going for about a little under 300. And I think, I don't know how much Swoops is going for. I think more. I think she's going for more. I gotta um, look it up. Yeah, now, yeah. That. yeah I was gonna yeah. say. I think the grinder is just sitting that. around 350 these days. Let me check though. But what's you special about the grinder is that them. it's her rookie year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Griner's actually a really big player in the league. Like, uh, I, I mean, I really like her. I, I don't, I honestly don't know too many of the older players. So it's like, as far as value, I think Swoop's probably, Cheryl's probably more valuable, but I would probably rather keep the Griner personally, just because I like her. I like watching her uh, play and, you know, she's in the league now. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm going to unfortunately burn uh, Cheryl. I'm so sorry. And, uh, oh wait, no. Cause then I had <laughs> Oh shit. Um, I'm going to keep, yeah, I guess I'll have to, I guess I would have to burn Griner then because mm-hmm. I'll flip Cheryl cause she's going for more. And then I will hold Lisa Leslie cause I would probably never be able to buy her back in. Yeah. That's probably where I'm at now. I originally had Griner as my hold, Lisa Leslie as my flip and Cheryl swoops as the burn uh for what it's worth the shell swoops is 364 and the grinder is 340 um i yeah so it's not a big gap anymore i'm actually personally a huge grinder fan too and i think like because you still have a few more really solid productive years i think like you get into that crazy goat tier status basically she's just been so good for so long Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think i still have to agree with you on that i'm gonna hold the lisa leslie until i die because it's you know it's the moment to keep and i'm gonna flip cheryl swoops and uh burn uh that's sad but what about you john i think i would just flip the last two because from Mm -hmm. from my perspective i think that griner is going to get a lot more dunks like memorable dunks in the WNBA. so we're going to get a lot more like like i feel like it's a sort of yannish trajectory where we get sort of a an influx of grinder moments so like having a like flipping a grinder right now is probably the smartest but for at least from my perspective um but yeah no it's it that that lisa leslie moment um i said it before and i will say it again like i i would like honestly if i could go back in time and just like somehow buy it when it was like not thirteen hundred dollars. How much was it going for uh, at first? I actually I have to jump in here for a quick second. I was editing yeah. our most previous podcast, John, just last yes. night, and oh yeah, I distinctly remember because are you exposing right now? Hold on, I'm exposing you right now. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this man <laughs> said, time. "Let's go." <laughs> this man said, "I can't buy it. It's four hundred dollars." <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Damn. So it's over four hundred. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah. I think we're, but I think, are we all exposed? Oh, yes, we are. Then? Yeah, because none, none of us have spotted it. I mean, unless Steph has it. <laughs> I do not have it, Um, but that, I, I, I do want to try to work my way up to get it because mm-hmm. that is, besides the fact that it's, it, besides the fact that it's Lisa Leslie, that's the first 
WNBA dunk in history. Like that's such a historical moment, you know, mm-hmm. just, just mm-hmm. the fact that it was the first dunk. Like imagine if you had an NBA moment, it was like the first NBA dunk in history. Like, uh, so yeah, yeah I, I, I think even though it's, it's 1300 and that's like a lot of money, you know, for a moment, I do still think that it's worth it. And, and, um, yeah, I got my eye on it. I'm going to try to scoop it. If I can. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's, I totally agree with you on that. I think that's the pinnacle moment of what you can get at the moment for WNBA highlights. So I think it's super awesome that way. And it's, it's more than anything, the, the bottleneck of the entire set as well. So you got that, you got, yeah, you got a key to basically the whole set. Um, yeah, definitely. That is an amazing moment. Yeah. But <laughs> if you can't afford that moment, then I would say, then I would say a really extremely affordable moment that I think is super underrated is Brittany Griner's um, dunk, the, her common moment, Brittany Griner's common mm-hmm, moment. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because it's the first d- WNBA dunk on the platform. And I think that's special. Same with Asia Wilson, the first WNBA moment on the platform. Things going for like 150 right now. I think both of those are super underrated, even though, um, yeah, it's a little pricey, but I, I think like, you know, stuff like that is important, especially as we get mm-hmm. more and more moments. Firsts of anything is going to be really like valuable. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because you beat us to the last question we were going to ask. We usually have a oh, segment shoot. called the best lowest <laughs> ask where we <laughs> mention an NBA top shot moment or an NFT in which at its current lowest ask, it is a steal. So Brittany Griner debut, I 100% agree with. I think literally two weeks ago on the podcast, I said the exact same thing and it was sitting at the exact same price it is right now, which is kind of wild. Um Ooh. It will be higher. I promise you that, John. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I, um, I, well, the thing is that now I'm thinking about it, by the time this comes out, it could be higher because yeah. <laughs> we're not going to release this right away. Hopefully by the time that uh, this comes up, it's still low enough that folks can get in on it. Yeah. Um, What's your lowest ask this week, John? Whew, that's a good question. Um, I think uh, if we're going general NFTs, um, I'm going, uh, if you guys have heard of the genetic chain pro- uh, project, that is a, a, a one that um, is kind of like not super well known, but it, it's one that um, like since sellout, I think they like didn't sell out. And then because of that, they burned all the ones that they were going to sell. So it's nice. on OpenSea right now. Um, and now there's only like less than 7,000 of them. And it's going to be a key to uh, like a bunch of um, art that is going to be released in airdrop through, through them. It's sitting at point three right now. And I think it's going to, only get higher as uh, more artists get announced for their project. Um, but yeah, kind of kind of low key. Not a lot of people talking about the genetic change. I haven't heard of that. But that's, I love when projects actually burn because a lot of projects don't do that. They're like, no, we'll just eventually sell out. And it's like, really, come on, you know? <laughs> yeah, give us exactly. the scarcity. <laughs> Definitely, <Yeah>. right, right? <laughs> exactly, just, just mint less of them and just burn some of them. Like it makes it real nice. We could be, you know, a cool cat, or it's not a cool cat, sorry, a gutter cat at that point. You just have mm-hmm. such, such low mint sizes. But um, my lowest ass to speak is the Gary Trent Jr. debut. Uh, he's going to get big minutes for the Raptors this year. I think at $20, like, that's just a crazy steal. You're getting, like, a, in my opinion, a future borderline all-star debut out of 12000 for for $18 to $20. Like, that's just that's just crazy good. So that is mine. Um, John, anything else? Today. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna say uh, just an honorable mention yeah. from something that I own. Um, uh, gutter rats right now are sitting at like one point one five. I want to say, um, and because the uh, the the mint uh, is gonna go out for the other th- two species, number three and four, I think that one is gonna, um, or at least should be more valuable because it was the original companion. Um, so in comparison, it would be the one that you'd wanna own first uh, if you were gonna own a companion uh, for the gutter cats, and you can't is afford it a gutter the same cat supply. Right now. Same amount of supply. Uh, yeah, so they so all of them are three thousand, I think, um, for each of the species. Um, so yeah, that's I feel like that is not a bad uh, ask at one point one four for like a companion. I know it's like a little pricey, but um, it was sitting at one point five like three weeks ago. So hmm. I think it's only only got some time. I know that this kills the format, but pigeons or dogs, which one do you like better? Both oh man geez i think for for me personally i would say pigeons because we have so many dog pfps already at this point i have yet to see a pigeon one there may be one that exists but not one that is associated with the gutter franchise so uh, uh i think you can't go wrong that was the one that sold out first on the website as well i think they're still 
I don't know if there is, but there was at this morning, there were still mint passes left on, uh, on their website for the dogs. So, uh, yeah, I, if I could go back in time, like with a bunch of my other purchases and sales, I would buy a mint pass back when it's like under 1.5 to buy it. Jeez. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, anyway, at the end of each podcast, we want to make sure that every guest has one to two minutes basically to just pitch whatever they have or just plug whatever they want, basically. So step tell the world uh, what you're working on. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, this podcast has been great. I, I appreciate, you know, being able to meet you guys in person and you asked some great questions, played some fun games in the end. I love the show. Um, yeah. So I would say, you know, at the moment I work, well, first of all, I'm working on building my personal brand. So, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to host, you know, Twitter spaces, um, my Twitch stream. Uh, and I recently figured out how to stream on Twitter too. So, so now I'm going to be streaming on Twitch and Twitter at the same time. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really nice to be able to do that. And just bringing on my friends, I'm, I'm guess I'm notorious for doing um, ladies night events because I think, you know, um, you know, as a woman in the space, I, I like to highlight other women in the space. And, and I think the reason why I do that is because it can inspire other women to kind of, you know, come to the surface. Maybe they were kind of, you know, behind the scenes, hiding behind the scenes before. And, and because, you know, it can be intimidating if it's like a bunch of dudes in the space. And so I always like to host ladies night um, every Saturday night on my Twitch stream. Um, so yeah, I want to shout that out. If you're not following my Twitch, definitely, you know, it's free to follow it um, and you can join in. We're always, we're always, you know, talking about NFT projects and, and uh, yesterday I, or not yesterday, last week, and I had Roz, uh, Roz Gold, who, you know, she knows everything about the NBA and the WNBA and she was dropping some, some crazy alpha for people about the WNBA moments, who she thought was really underrated. Um, so that was super valuable. Um, I'm always trying to bring people that are going to give value onto the show. And then, you know, the company that I work for, um, OnChain Studios, is creating uh, this awesome project, Cryptoys. Um, there's so much potential with Cryptoys. You know, there's a lot of things that I unfortunately can't say as you know we're not even launching till winter so we're very early in the beginning stages of things but um but you know i'm trying to kind of show people what goes on behind the scenes I, i'm the you know community designer so i'm kind of trying to show people what's going on behind the scenes because most projects don't show you you know they basically you only know about the project when they launch so so my goal with cryptoys is like let's get these people involved with cryptoys before we even launch and um and yeah, we're growing, you know, our discord almost has 2000 members, um, which might seem really small, but, but, you know, everyone's super excited about the project and you're able to see little sneak peeks of like, you know, our artists will literally screen record them doing this whole design and then they'll time lapse it into one minute and it's like five hours of work or something crazy. And you kind of get an understanding of, wow, like this is how much work is being put into this. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just having fun there. I uh, got a podcast show with OnChain Studios, been interviewing a lot of awesome people in the NFT space, just like you guys are doing. And yeah, just just so much, spending so much time on social media because, you know, it's my life. So yeah, honored to be on the show. I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you so much for coming on. We've had such a terrific time. It's been awesome to meet you in person. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in person. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you so much, Steph, for being on the show. Thank you guys for watching um whether you are an ape or a cat or a pigeon or a rat you're always family here as long as you're buying at the lowest ask we'll see you guys next week see you then hey.